How's everybody doing? Today we are joined by Gary White, who is the manager of Nation of Guam. He's turned the island of Guam into a remarkable football story with his vision, determination, and persistence. This island is now 115 in FIFA, which is the highest ever, and now they're considered the top 30 teams in Asia. Mr. White, my friend, thank you for coming on Gold Bazan. How are you doing, sir? Doing very well, Pasha. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, no problem. Um, you know, my first question to you is, Mr. White, um, how did this beautiful story between you and Guam uh, happen? Well, I was working in Seattle, uh, and uh, one of the uh, executives um, asked me to meet with, um, with the Guam Football Association president, Mr. Richard Lai, who was looking for an English-speaking coach, and with my past experience prior to going to Seattle, um, you know, I worked at two other national teams and they thought I'd be a good person for them to speak to about giving some advice on what to look for in terms of a national coach. So my, my next question to you is, is um, looking at Guam's old days till now, what has been the key to your success? I know it's because you're getting a lot of support from FIFA, the AFC and even Japan. Um, is there anything other um, that is getting down to your success with this, with this nation? Well, structurally, I mean, everything you just said is absolutely correct. FIFA, AFC, uh, JFA uh, have all been great supporters, as well as the government of Guam and also the sponsors and local sponsors of Guam have all been fantastic. And that's been, you know, down to the uh, the foresight and vision of Richard Lai, our, our president, and also our executive committee, uh, Joe Cepeda and, and Tino Sangil, who's our technical chairman and general secretary respectively and um and the whole gfa staff you know they work tirelessly trying to put programs in place uh that can finance the technical programs which i'm i'm overseeing directing so it's a, it's a mixture between uh, a good structure a good infrastructure and then a good vision and um plan you know a plan and goals to achieve and uh we're a very dynamic group of people uh, and now those uh, those results are starting to bear fruit on the field itself. When I took the job, I wanted to make sure that you know Guam was respected not just from a, a governance standpoint, but also from a football standpoint. And uh, we're starting to get there now. Yeah, definitely. And especially we're going to get back touching with your two historic wins um, in the World Cup qualifiers. Before we get to that, you know, you know, one of the players that have always been fond of living in the Saints has been AJ De La Garza. And, you know, I just want to know, uh, how do you recruit your players for Guam? Um, I know the majority of them are American, obviously, because Guam is part of the territory of the United States. But um, um, have you ever looked at um, trying to find um, Guam players elsewhere, like in Europe or maybe different various places? Well, the, the first thing I had to do when I got when I took the job uh, back in 2012, uh, you know, nearly three years ago, was I wanted to make sure we'd seen every single eligible player, and that was the question I asked the technical department, uh, and the answer was no, and the answer still is no. Uh, as you know, Guam is an American territory. Mm -hmm. uh, many Guamanians will leave Guam to go and do university in the USA, and they usually settle there, uh, and that's been happening for decades. Um, so, also we've got a massive, you know, as you know, a military um, base on Guam. So there's such a uh, a, tra um, a transit of people that come through Guam for two or three years and have babies in Guam and then leave Guam <laughs> and they don't realise that, you know, now that player or that that baby or that child is is eligible. And again, that's been happening for centuries. Uh, so the one thing I had to do was was try to come up with a strategic plan about well, where are Guamanians emigrating to 
uh, and the majority of them are obviously the US. So, you know, what we wanted to do was hit those target areas where we knew Guamanians were settling in the US. Uh, and uh, we started to we started to look at trying to find players that were eligible. Uh, AJ Delagaza is is one of those guys. You know, he's he's a player that we knew about before. You know, as I arrived mm-hmm. in Guam, but it was a very difficult uh, process because at the time he was actually with the U.S. national team, uh, and we had to, you know, slowly slowly um, encourage him and 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 sell him the vision of of what we're trying to do. And the same with Ryan Guy. Who was currently who was playing at the uh, New England Revolution, uh, and it was just a question of going out and meeting them and, and selling your vision. Uh, and I'm a very difficult person to say no to when I get in front of you. <laughs> you know, looking at a lot of the players that we've just seen and coming off those two historic wins, your players are very ambitious, and you're a very ambitious man. Um, what is your philosophy um, to get these players to the next level to become more recognizable? Because this, this has been a remarkable story. Building the structure and trying to planning this season, building upon it. Um, what is your philosophy in football? Well, you know everything we've done in the past three years and even before that. Uh, but when I took over, uh, you know, in two thousand and twelve, it was a question of setting some goals. Uh, and everything we're doing is not by default; it is actually by design. It sounds arrogant, but it's a fact. You know, we spent a lot of time and effort on planning exactly where we wanted to be prior to these World Cup qualifiers. Uh, and we are exactly where where we expected to be. Um, so you know, it's all been very well planned. It's been strategic. Uh, I've had the support from my federation. Um, you know, and the philosophy is to to take take the program as far as we can. You know, how much how much can we really achieve? Mm-hmm. Um, and can we can we get the maximum potential from the resources that we've got? And we're starting to we're starting to see that uh, the philosophy is always positive. It's always uh, belief in themselves, the players, and the program. Um, and you know, the sky's the limit. You know, my my philosophy <laughs> in life is uh, really, you know, you can have anything you want as long as you set your mind to it. And, Correct. Uh, you know, we've put that put that into place uh, throughout the program. Uh, so you know, our philosophy is very positive. It's very direct. It's very narrow. Uh, we know exactly what we want, and we have a good idea how we're going to get there, and uh, we're starting to, to to do that. You know, I've been touching base on the historic cup uh, two wins that you've had. Um, what does this mean for your team, and how confident are you guys to advance in the next round? We're taking one game at a time. We're not we're not um, stupid enough to start thinking we're going to win the <laughs> World Cup at this point. You know, our, our goal is to is to qualify just like everyone else's goal that goes into the competition in the second round. Um, but you know, we're taking one game at a time. Uh, the the two wins were a fantastic start and thoroughly deserved. Um, you know, sometimes a one zero score line or a two one score line. You know, you, you're not sure about how that game went on. But if if you watch the games, we thoroughly deserved those mm-hmm. points. Uh, we played fantastic. Uh, I'm very happy about how we got those wins, um, not just the results, but how we applied ourselves and how the players followed the the instructions from a strategic and tactical standpoint, uh, and just in their passion and desire. And uh, yeah, it was a fantastic start for us, especially at home in front of our home crowd. It was a sold sellout uh, stadium. It was the biggest event ever in Guam from a from a sports perspective, uh, and we've really captured captured the attention of the world um, but now we start to plan for Iran 
Yeah, definitely. That's what I was going to get on to. Your next upcoming match against my country, Iran, in September, which we held at Azadi Stadium. Um, what do you know about Iran, and which Iranian players do you think will be a threat to your team? Well, you know, I don't want to name name certain players, but if you you, you know, it's a it's a star-studded squad that you've got. It's deep. Uh, it's got experience. You're the best team in Asia, uh, as you can just see in the in the recent FIFA rankings. You've gone up again to number 38. Um, so we know it's going to be a difficult challenge, but it's a challenge that we want. Uh, it's a challenge that we set up that we wanted to be top of the group going into this Iranian Iranian game so your fans take us serious and come out and create even a better atmosphere for us to develop uh, you know 100 100 plus thousand people in the stadium is what we wanted and we knew that was that was part of the goal as well that if we didn't win the first two games maybe this this game wouldn't be such a big game for Iran for the Iranian fans so um, we hope they come out we hope they fill the stadium because that's just the next step in our development we don't fear that environment we actually encourage it um, but in terms of the Iranian team, you know, you, you've got so many good players, you've got so much depth, uh, so much experience, um, and it, it's really going to be a massive challenge for us, but also a good measuring stick to see where we are and what we need to improve on to, to battle against the Giants. Definitely, you know, that's what we're just kind of talking. It's, ju- it's usually intimidating and a daunting task to play against Iran and ha- and Azadi. Same, usually approximately hundred thousand fans come about. Um, has your has there ever been um, any of your players felt that atmosphere, having that amount of capacity going into it? I know you talk about it's an encouraging sound. Has there been? Uh, is the majority of your players haven't had that experience, have they? No, the majority of our players have, have never had that experience. You know, obviously AJ and, and some other yes. players have played in some big games, big crowds, um, but never in a World Cup qualification. Mm-hmm. Uh, never for with so much on the line. The pressure is totally on the Iranians. Uh, they need the points. Yeah. Obviously, we need the points too, but, you know, we're, we're, we're on six points. They're currently on one point. So, you know, we hope that pressure will... We'll, we'll tell them on the Iranian team and, and the Iranian staff and the Iranian fans. And, um, you know, we're, we're just going to go about our job and our strategy and uh, we're going to try to, um, you know, irritate and, and spoil that party that maybe you think you're going to have on <laughs> September 3rd. So, you know, we're, we're good at playing the underdog, um, but I'm sure Carlos and his staff uh, are now uh, are not naive enough to take us lightly anymore it's not the same team that played there back in back in the early 2000 um it's a completely different mindset you know we're very positive very confident and you know we're looking forward to it pasha we're looking yes, forward to definitely the, to the challenge definitely you're just talking about carlos Karosh and carlos Karosh um has been a huge figure in iranian football these days a lot of our fans you know usually iranians are really passionate and he's one of the big idols right now in Iran. Um, what do you think about Carlos Cage as a person, as a coach, um, Mr. White? Well, you know, you got, you got, you got to have, you got to have respect for, for the man uh, and the coach. I mean, he's, he's got a fabulous career. He's somebody that I obviously look up to as a younger coach that's coming through. Um, we do have some, uh, um, friends that we both know, uh, and have spent time with, uh, Carlos. So I've, I've had some background on him um, from some of his close friends and I'm looking forward to meeting him and I'm going to be honoured to share the touchline with such a um, an impactful coach in world football and I hope I can learn 
learn something from that experience. Definitely, you know, I appreciate you coming out, Mr. White, a lot. And uh, my final question to you, sir, is that, you know, if there's been talks, um, I've heard you talk before that maybe after Guam you might be trying to coach a club in Japan or elsewhere. But if you ever step aside from this remarkable story, um, where do you see Guam in the next decade? Well, I think hopefully we're setting sustainability within the program. Uh, we have, we've launched a national academy three years ago when I first came in. That, that is blossoming, so the future of uh, elite development is is in good hands and there's good plans to continue that. Uh, the, the infrastructure of Guam is strong, uh, great leadership from the president and uh, Mr. Lai and the rest of the executives. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, in good, it's in a good position and I hope that they continue to develop um, and um, in 10 years from now, you know, our goal was to be a top five nation mm-hmm. in East Asia uh, from top to bottom. And, you know, we've really started to achieve that goal a lot earlier than planned. Um, so I expect Guam 10 years from today to be in a very healthy position and, and keep competing and developing players to get scholarships through soccer, uh, professional contracts through soccer. And, um, yeah. It's in a very healthy position, and I think in 10 years it will it will continue to be that way. Mr. Dwight, I really appreciate you coming on Gold Business and talking about your experiences with Guam and sharing us this remarkable story that you've built upon, which is fabulous by itself. And I'm looking forward to the match and definitely hopefully talk about the match afterwards. But thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem, Pasha. All the best, and uh, we look forward to speaking uh, again. Definitely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate.